Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cookies and Jam. Episode 42. Part of the Two Friends, One Big Waste of Time podcast feed. I'm your host, Gareth, my co-host, Colin. How's it going? It's going pretty well as uh, this week. Not on the pod. I don't use Twitter or anything like that. But to everyone I knew, I told everyone that uh, Thursday, the day before the Mavs played the Memphis Grizzlies, that this would be the night that the Memphis's 11-game win streak would end. Yep, you did. Against the Mavericks. I didn't know that it was in Memphis in the time. I don't really think that matters too much. Uh, even though I watched uh, uh, the game and like there, there, there's fans in Memphis. It's great. It's yes. good to see. Good to see. Yep. Uh, as you know, Memphis is one of my top three favorite teams in the NBA to watch right now, and it's been interesting. My reaction to uh, it, it's interesting to me of how I've been thinking about like this whole. It's been a week of like if you're listening to any sort of basketball podcast, it's all about Memphis all the time. Yeah, it has been for the last week or so as they've been on this win streak, and the entire time I'm listening to it, this is one of my three favorite teams. And the entire time I listened to it, I was like, they're not better than the Mavericks. <laughs> they're not better than my Mavericks. They're just not. Yeah, and dang, I'm looking. They've jumped up to number three during this whole stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, Utah went on like on a three-game losing streak here. Yeah, they're five and five in the last ten. So games. like one of them did the Pistons. <clears throat> yeah. uh, well, and it's funny because I, I still feel like the Mavericks are better than Memphis. And if the Mavericks played Memphis in the playoffs in the first round, mm-hmm. I was, I would have been okay with that. Yeah, I think we're a bad matchup for them because I don't think they have many people who can guard. They Luka. have a lot of guys. Unfortunately, none of them can guard Luca. Yeah, and also unfortunately, none of them can guard Brunson either. Uh, Brunson uh, is just is deceiving to people who aren't watching him play. He scored 15 points last night, but if you're watching, even the highlights you're watching, he's doing everything out there. He really does. And it's just it, like the we, the reason that the Mavericks have been doing great lately is because we can they kind of keep a rotation in where it's Luca or Brunson out on the court at all times, and the offense is just flowing through that. Brunson yeah. was 15 and 10 last night. Yeah, dang. And Luca with pro- one of his best games of the year so far, where he was just unstoppable. Yeah, 27, 12, and 10. And mm. then Marquise Chris, he's been having a nice stretch. I, uh, Marquise Chris game last night was a little bit of a boost through garbage time okay. last night where he... Because <laughs> he, he had 15. Yeah, Nilakina kept throwing him. I think he got like six points in garbage time or something gotcha. like that. But yeah. Well, even besides last night, he's had a good stretch. They need to sign him for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think we will. There's no denying that like he's been a nice addition. Yes, he really has been. And he's young. He's only 24 years old. Really? Yep. Uh, former number four pick overall, I believe. Eighth pick. Eighth pick. By the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. And who I said before to came to the Mavs is a scrub. Uh, kind of is. <laughs> kind of is, but yeah. But now he's in the 10th uh, man us. role. Yeah. 10th man role, and it's working pretty well for him. Better than Willie Stein. Much better. <clears throat> Much, much better. Uh, but yeah, it's also another thing where I think the Mavs hit half of their shots last night, too. We're like, our offense is just flowing right now, but we're just, you know, they're getting stops. Yeah, we shot 51.6% mm-hmm. from the field, and they shot 38%. It was really great to come into this game, didn't talk about the Memphis instead of talking about what happened with New York, which honestly didn't watch that game. Yeah. Uh, I kind of thought we would just win that one and move on. I really thought that my take was going to be that the Mavericks were going to go in with a eight-game win streak and the... yeah. The Memphis was, would be with an 11, and we would still win that one. So, oh well. I think we're 9 of the last 10. We're 9 of the last 10. I can't yeah. really ask for more than that. Real quick, there was 180 shots last night. Yeah. Mavericks <laughs> shot the ball 91 times. Memphis shot the ball 89 times. 
That's ridiculous. Yeah, a cup. Yeah, there was a couple times where, especially Luca, was just like running down the floor and just be like, just try and stop me. Yeah. Well, one thing that's been really impressive with the Mavs this year is their defense. They've been playing well defensively mm-hmm. all like the last. Mm. Another um, weird thing 10, about last games. Yeah. Another weird thing about last night's game. No head coaches last night. Oh, I, really? I don't really know where Jenkins was. Okay. But, I know a kid uh, has COVID. Yeah, kid's got COVID, who's supposed to be coming back tonight. Okay. Him and Porzingis is supposed to be coming back tonight. I was listening to a stat on the radio. They were talking about Luca's triple doubles. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Luca has 40. The Mavericks have 80 triple doubles as a franchise. And then if you include Jason Kidd's triple doubles, Jason Kidd and Luca have 61% of the team's triple doubles. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean triple double numbers are all all are all over the place. Now they are. Now they yeah. definitely are. Do you have a chair? Not yet. Yeah. here. Yeah. We'll get a chair soon. Well, we're talking about the plummet of the Boston Celtics right now. Perfect. <laughs> How overrated Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, <laughs> Mac Jones is as well. We just gonna go through all this. Hmm. I'm fine with it. Sweet. Um, where were we at? Uh, we're still talking about the Mavericks, Luca, and Luca's triple double stat. I mean, triple double numbers are like now, they're they're being they're triple double triple double stats are being created. It's overrated time. as yeah. a stat now. I think at one point. It well, wasn't I, a stat. I think in ten years it'll be an interesting stat, but right now it's just like, yeah. I do like how Luca's not searching for triple doubles like he was. I felt like he was the last couple of years. I feel like he really wanted to get triple doubles. Because he's only had two this year, is that correct? Yeah. I mean, with his lack of games right now. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't really know where I was going with that thought with uh, triple doubles. Um, that's fine. Do we want to talk about Maverick rumors? For trade wise, yeah, uh, this all this whole Cam Reddish trade is like we're a month away from trade from free, trade deadline. It's like trade time, trade talks now, everybody. Ben Simmons is going to is going to Sacramento. Which, uh, Buddy Heald and Darren Fox will be gone by the trade deadline. And we've here in Harrison, no Harrison Barnes, yeah, not Darren Fox. Harrison Barnes, that was that was the thing I read. Today. I like Harrison Barnes on Philly. Actually, I like Harrison Barnes on any team right now. To be honest, <laughs> Same. With you. any contending team could use Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. That's great, except for Sacramento. Sacramento is <laughs> probably the worst place for <laughs> for Harrison Barnes. For Harrison Barnes. For Harrison Barnes. But have you heard the latest Mavs? No. Rumors? So no. All I've heard is that we're in talks for Miles Turner, which I can't imagine. I just don't like with trades. I don't imagine what we give up for anything. So I know Rick Carlisle. I heard something that he loves Dorian Finney Smith. Like that's one of his favorite players. Yeah. And so obviously you wouldn't do that straight. Mavericks are going to have to give up a lot. But the rumor is I'm trying to find that. Um, article why but. why go for dorian when they're like clear and like if they start if the indiana starts giving away guys why go for a guy like dorian i'm just letting you know what i know i know but like that's, that's just How long is this that's my first thought when i hear that i don't really know but like dorian's not like dorian's like a a young guy who's not gonna get any better than he is yeah he's, i mean he's having a career this year mm-hmm. um man where what i can't I can't find it, but it was um, the Mavericks but want both Miles Teller, Turner and John Collins. Because John Collins, there's been reports that he has not been happy in Atlanta for Again. five years. Yeah. <laughs> but like, since Trey Young came to Dallas. And so, Atlanta. a bunch of people are like, okay, well, why'd you resign? That's money. fair. Money. But yeah, yeah you're not fair. saying no to that money. Mm-hmm. And so, 
there's rumors that he potentially could be traded and that the Mavericks are interested in both of those players. Will that happen? Probably not. But I feel like if that happened you and you don't give up KP, which you probably will. But I'm, even if you had... I, I have to be... I, I love Dor. I love Dor and Finney Smith so much. And I, like... He'll be... If he does that, like predictingly say that the Mavericks go on to win a championship, he will become my Devin Harris to the Mavs 2011 championship. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was one guy I could add to 2011, it would be Devin Harris. Yeah. But that, who knows? That could be Dorian for me. But uh, yeah, because I love Dorian Finney-Smith, especially since I trashed on him his first couple years in his career. Because he came in from the G League and just started mm-hmm. while we were a garbage team. It was like, who is this guy? This guy kind of sucks. But then you realize that like, oh, this is like Luca's best friend on the on the team. Yeah. I think. I, I think it's Brunson. You were thinking, they're real. yeah, okay. You get drafted together. You went through the. Like, you should like see them interact with each other. I've oh, heard Brunson off, making fun of the way Luca talks, so that could be a good sign for that. Yeah. Well, Luca makes fun of how big Jalen Brunson's head is. Yeah. <laughs> he said he would use it as a flotation device. I always thought Brunson was a Porzingis guy. If I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, Luca's best friend is Boban on the team. <laughs> that's oh yeah, that's right, that's right. <clears throat> okay, so I can't find the exact notification, but yeah. I got a notification the other day that the Mavericks are interested in both Miles Turner and Tom Collins. At this point, you, I love what I was saying is that at this point, you have to be happy with any trade the Mavericks make that doesn't include, that gets it, like you a good player that doesn't mean Porzingis or Brunson is gone. Preferably Porzingis, to be honest with you, just because of the injuries at this point. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, Brunson's just become a guy that, like, I think uh, yeah, Simmons, uh, Bill Simmons mentioned in this. He on loves Jalen Brunson. He was like, "Hey, uh, can we? Could the Celtics get Jalen Brunson, please? Yes. Uh, can we get a real point guard on this team? I would, like, I would love Jalen Brunson." Well, one thing he said he loved about him is like he's under twenty five years old and still plays like an old man, <laughs> like an old man's point guard. Like I need to get my guys involved. Mm-hmm. Love yeah, that. I love him, and his he's he's perfected the pump fake dip under and then uh, lay a uh, nice little layup, and his like. Uh, Back uh, backboard game now was yeah. is really strong. So Shams or Shams Shams said Dallas has been trying to get in the mix with Miles Turner and, uh, or John Collins, Jalen Brunson. I was about and to Do- say if we get both, it's like yeah, we get both. We get both. Jalen Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney Smith, two low salary but highly rated Mavericks headed for unrestricted free agency this summer, bearing contract extensions by June thirtieth. Have no shortage of suitors. I'd give up both of them. For John Collins, in a first. Does it, do the Mavericks have a first? Uh, they have this year's first. Next year's going to the Knicks, and then after that, all good. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still from the Porzingis deal. I think John Collins and Luca would be a scary duo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always said it for my anti Trey Young thing. John, having John Collins flourish in Dallas would is be really great. Would be the greatest, <clears throat> the greatest argument. I mean, like not like like Luca fans need more pieces to argue against this Trey Young thing. Uh, I'm talking about Luca thing, but it would just be. If they give up Dodo Brunson in a first, would you say no if you're Atlanta? Uh, I don't. I think you would. I think fans would be, but I think execs because of their record and the way that this team is like, this is just never going to work. It's never going to work. Right. You just start getting out stuff, and then we'll get them as some assets. And, and look, stuff, so. let's be honest. You're getting two phenomenal role players, <laughs> and you're getting a first round pick with who knows what you can. I mean, you can do so many things with that. Also, like you could probably trade Brunson again if he's like if you don't really need Brunson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, I'd, I'm sure Atlanta would probably you know what? be shoving him to again, the bench again. 
I do believe they only re-signed Willie Cauley-Stein because of the contract, because you got to make contracts work. So he's going to be involved in a trade. And I heard on the radio this week that the Mavericks have a trade. Like, if they make a trade, they I can't remember what it's called, but, like, you get money if you make a trade. What is that called? You know what I'm talking about? Trade exception stuff? Yes. Yeah. Like, so if the Mavericks make a trade, they'll get, like, money in return, or something along yeah. those lines. Like, if they make a trade this year, that'll benefit them. So I can't think about this trade too much. I'll get too excited. <laughs> Because I've been a John, too <laughs> I've been a John Collins fan for the last. I would like, love John two Collins. Years, I, have to, I have to say, if, if somehow we end up with Miles Turner, also I will be very happy. I'd be pretty yes. blessed. Yeah, because Miles, Miles Turner's, Turner's really they're both really young. young. His game is just super exceptional. I just think John Collins has a higher ceiling, hmm. but I mean. But like if there's anything we can say about the Mavericks is that they're decent. Their trade record is pretty good for the most part. Even if like even for players that like ended up not working out, we didn't give up anything that we can cry over that right. we cried over ever. Even the Rondo and the like Nerlens Noel. Outside thing. of trading picks, when we made trade picks on trade on draft day, all of those have been bad. Yeah, but then we have draft picks and then we don't draft Sadiq Bay. And so I like. Right. But yeah. if you look at our draft day <laughs> trades, mm-hmm. all of them are bad. Draft like, day trade? Like, besides the Luca one. And Dirk. <laughs> okay, and then everything after that has been bad. Okay, you get two good ones, congrats. Everything else after that is Two amazing. Two generational. Two of the best ones. <laughs> yes, okay, ever. I sent you the video of the Mavericks, like, their draft picks. Mm-hmm. And all of them, they're like, traded this one, traded this one, drafted this terrible player, drafted this terrible player. They were playoff teams. Of course they had terrible draft picks. But they're trading them to get worse players. The Mavericks trade... Draft day trades have always been bad. Did they mm-hmm. trade Kelly, Kelly Olenek? Yes. Oh, okay, well, yeah. That one was bad. For one. Shane Larkin. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And they, it's bad. Hmm. Should have kept Kelly Olenek. Ke- I love Kelly. We love Kelly Olenek <laughs> on this pod. You really want to say something. Uh, I don't, I'm not crying. I would never cry over Kelly Olenek. <laughs> Do you know why? Because it should have been Giannis. <laughs> Giannis was next. So who cares? <laughs> Everybody was wrong about Giannis. <clears throat> Mark, we were thinking about it. Yeah, shut up, Mark. <laughs> you were not. You were not. You, you have up. to say that. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. So, Miles Teller, or I keep on. Miles Turner's 25, about to be 26. I was watching and then War John Dogs Collins last is 24. <laughs> What's that? I was watching War Dogs last night. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't hold up. I can imagine. It's not that great. So we want to go on the Knicks Atlanta trade. I mean, I mean, it's like then what is it? Atlanta's just kind of getting rid of uh, getting rid of some cap room to make some other moves here. I guess I was shocked they traded Cam Reddish. Well, it's also like, do you want to pay Cam Reddish? That's fair. Yeah, probably not. Probably not either. Why? Because he has like two good playoff games in the conference finals when like, and I believe they lost those games anyway. That he had those two game good games in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, there was some stat that came out about him that was both involving, uh, Kevin O'Connor was bringing this up that like, uh, from the certain amount of players from this draft class or that like have taken like this many shots out of like 325 players, uh, Kevin Knox is like third to last on this list for like shots made. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Cam Reddish is like six spots ahead of him. Wait, I thought... 
that there's a first round pick. Oh no, there, there was, was a there was some pick involved. Yeah, so the Knicks it was a very it was a very protected first round. Well, pick. Well, it's it's Kevin Knox and a 2022 first round pick draft via Charlotte very Hornets. Very protected, very protected first round. For Cameron Ish, Solomon Hill and a 2025 second round pick from Brooklyn. I've, I've kind of been okay with Solomon Hill for his career. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of think after Solomon Hill. I think mind. I remember hearing a bunch of like Solomon Hill makes a three in those playoff runs against Philly and stuff like that. Didn't wasn't Kevin Knox? Wasn't he the same draft class as Luca? No, he was Dennis Smith. No, no, he wasn't. He was the year before Dennis Smith. Twenty eighteen. He was the ninth overall the pick. Overall, I'll yeah. let you know right now. I was a big fan of Kevin Knox's mm-hmm. pick. I was he like, had a really good summer league. I was like, this is going to be well, he averaged, the next Charles Barkley. He I averaged about thirteen a game his rookie year. <laughs> and then I think is what I said. I'm not a very good draft guy. He's <laughs> only played eight minutes this year. Total or average? Like average eight minutes okay. a game. Played 13 games for eight and a half minutes a game. I think he's had three coaches in his career, and none of them want to play him. There wasn't like a you know, new coach. Maybe maybe Kevin Knox gives Kevin Knox minutes. Yeah. No. Every time. Hmm. So uh, you definitely want Cam Reddish over Kevin Knox. That's not even yes. a question. And you got him and R.J. Barrett together? Yeah, who are buds. Okay, yeah, so he wasn't a draft. Also, also, this is just a recruiting plot for Zion. Yeah, that's all. That's what we they're all just know. redoing the Duke team in New York in two years. But didn't Kevin Knox win play Rookie of the Month one year in the Easter Conference? Of the month? Yeah, because I think I, he got I, it. To be honest, I never keep up with rookies. Well, the only reason why I remember because he was in the same draft class as Luca, and Luca got it every single month in the West, and then they were trying to make the argument how Trey Young should win Rookie of the Year oh, over yeah. Luca, and everyone's like, Luca's been. Rookie of the month every single month, and Trey Young didn't even get it every single month. I think it was like the first month of the season, though. That's it. First time I've heard Rookie of the Month get thrown in, but that's good. That's a good point, though. Uh, so, yeah, any other thoughts on the trade? Like, are the Knicks going to be better because of this? Are the Knicks going to? St- how how heavy minutes is Cam Radish going to get on the Knicks? So he'll play. He'll. I feel like I don't. Know, how many does he play per minutes per now? Um, I don't know, but they were all in the negative. Let's see. That's what I do know. He doesn't really play defense. He's averaging twenty three minutes. When he, apparently, he's supposed to be good at defense, but he's because okay. he's big for his like for position. his spot. Yeah. Well, Thibodeau will get the most out of him. Yeah, he's six eight. That's the thing. Yeah, you kind of. I kind of haven't thought about Thibodeau until right now. He'll make you work. And then yeah, and then you just won't play. Then which is why Kevin Knox not playing. He probably isn't good on defense, and Tibbs was like, "No, we're good." I mean, he's gonna play behind Fournier. Good old Fournier. I mean, who would you rather play, Cam Reddish or Evan Fournier? I mean, I'm not the wrong person to be asking this. <laughs> the answer is Evan Fournier. Yeah. Uh-huh. He is more reliable than Cam Reddish. Yeah. How old is How old is Evan Fournier? He's my age. Cool. <laughs> but for this year, I'm older than Evan Fournier by like two months. Cool. <laughs> Um, I I would rather play Cam Reddish honestly and just see how he goes. But you're not gonna you're not gonna obviously take away a vet's minutes for for a uh, unproven three year rookie. Yeah, three year player, NBA player. So, could be interesting. I I was I was surprised, uh, but I didn't think about like yeah. Cam has averaged twenty three minutes a game this season at almost twelve points a game. Yep, shooting forty percent from the field. Which is not bad. Which is three point shooting four over four game, making less than two. So that's not great. No. Uh, what was the other thing? Other, I watched uh, other other thing I want to talk about. I watched some watched the basketball yesterday. Not the Mavericks Grizzlies because that was on late and I had to work this morning. Uh, 
but ended up watching uh, or cutting into the end of uh, Magic, not Magic, the Heat Hawks, because <laughs> the Hawk, the Hawks are on just a terrible losing streak right now, and they played back to back against the Heat, and you know back to backs, it's really hard to win two in a row in mm-hmm. the regular season. Uh, and the Heat came came roaring back, mostly due to Tyler Hero making some really clutch shots. But then watching uh, Jimmy Butler, who Jimmy Butler is, uh, what you gotta love about Jimmy is that Jimmy doesn't care about having anybody like him at all. Nope. So especially young players. And I'll just go ahead and say this. I. 100% positive, Jimmy Butler hates Trey Young. <laughs> so, Jimmy Butler blocked Trey Young so bad in the closing minutes of this game. He hit it so aggressively into the stands, uh, and it made me laugh so hard because you knew that like Jimmy wanted that more than anything in that game. And then he hit the game, like the not the game winning, but the game to like put it up by five in the last couple mm-hmm. of seconds of the game. So yeah, super fun to see Jimmy <laughs> like have a good Jimmy. Haven't really heard too much from Jimmy this season. Well, he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. And the whole Heat Dang, team. Heat are two in the East. Mm-hmm. And they've been hurt, too. Bam's been yeah, out. Yeah, Bam's been out this whole stretch. Bam's been out. Larry's been out. P.J. Tucker. Can we just talk about P.J. Tucker real quick? I don't on want how, to. On how, like, he has, like, really good... <laughs> on, like, how, like, he, we went through the whole finals with him. He's like, P.J. Tucker can't score at all. Well, here's the thing. We, I don't, we're not playing real fantasy, but every once in a while, I'll look at the who scored the night before, and I've seen P.J. Tucker scoring 35 fantasy points Jeez, at what? least three times this season so far. Holy cow. P.J. Tucker's hitting his corner threes. <laughs> That's all he does. It's always good. And, but, like, the other thing was like that was fun is that they at the end of the game, there's, like, Spolster's like, all right, P.J. Tucker on Trey Young. Let's go. It's and it thing. didn't do much. P- Trey was still getting by P.J., but... PJ on Trey Young led to the great block from Butler because PJ was just harassing him so much. Mm. Kind of just let him by at the perfect moment. It seemed it seemed calculated right there. Mm. PJ Tucker is a very smart player and deserves respect. Kind of yeah. want to go up there. I've been meaning to say that, but he's. All right, next time we do the uh, the player who scores only five points a game draft, we'll uh, make sure we put. That's why I took. Game. That's why I took in that draft. <laughs> yeah. It was a no-brainer right there. He's the greatest under five-point scorer. I don't think he's averaging under five this year. I think he's averaging like, like <laughs> seven or eight. Right? I think it was, yeah, I think they said eight again. <laughs> he's yeah. still the number one. That's good role player. That's, those are good role player points right there. Eight point four points per game. How, how old is PJ Tucker? Thirty-two would be my guess. Okay. Uh, Thirty-six. <laughs> That's such a big difference. <laughs> He's old. It's it's only four years, but like honestly, thirty two to thirty six is a is a big deal. Yeah. Do you guys know that Kyle Lowry was drafted in two thousand six? It's crazy. That is insane. Thing. Out of what? Was he Villanova? Um. Marquette. No, Vill- Wait, was is Villanova in Philly? No. Ooh, maybe it could be. Because he went to school in Philly, and let me look. All those like eastern schools, like the Virginias, and yeah, like the Phillies. Villanova. Yeah, it was Villanova. Villanova. Yeah. Yep. Do you guys still watch March Madness? I don't know why I'm Every thinking year. about this it, now. Yeah. Okay. Glued to the TV. It's it, it is the greatest like postseason format. When I used to work for Interstate Batteries, we had two TVs in there. I'd put one game on each TV, and I'd get my phone, put it under the register, mute it, and have a different game on mm-hmm. there. And so I would watch all. As many games as I could, especially that first weekend. Oh, it's it is, it's the most fun. It is, like anybody can win. It's true. <sighs> I turn my net. It's like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, another yes. month and, or two, a month and a half. So another another month until the trade, NBA trade deadline, which is on it, which is my March Madness. Is that before uh, or after uh, All Star break? I think it's, it's after. after. It's always after All Star break. Speaking of all, recruit during All Star yeah. break. Yeah. Speaking of All Star, are you guys aware of what's happening right now? Yeah, the yeah. Lakers fans are going off the rails, and they need to calm the fuck down. Oh, I don't. I was, that's not even what I'm really talking about. I'm really talking about the Warriors fans who have put Andrew Wiggins into possibly starting all starting the All Star game position well, right he now. Won't. This is this is the same people that almost had uh, Pachulia starting, and the old format Zaza would have started that year. Yep. I I can't. Just the thought of Andrew Wiggins being in the starting line made me livid, but it also made me laugh really hard because right now Curry has a chance to finally take the throne from LeBron for most All-Star votes to be the captain uh, over LeBron, yeah. who LeBron has never not been the captain of the All-Star team. Uh, and then he would have to take Andrew Wiggins with his first pick. <laughs> and how funny would that be to see to watch him have to do this, knowing this is so stupid? It's like Jokic, like freaking Jokic, Giannis, uh, Giannis is right there. LeBron, LeBron, <laughs> and I have to take. I have to take Andrew Wiggins. Why does he have to? What if, you don't think Curry would have a conversation with Wiggins before? He's like Wiggins, I'm not picking you. Just giving you a heads up. I'm not picking you. I get the last pick. You'll be there. Yes. <laughs> okay, but also Andrew Wiggins will not start. He won't. The the coaches won't allow. It. Nobody's gonna vote for him. That's the thing is that like yeah, these are only fan votes, which is only a percentage of the actual vote. Like fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Which is good because Luca is like trailing in this right now for the first time, and his great. Oh, because old John Moran has gotten a big old boost there. You know, if I were you, I'd be a little nervous because Devin Booker has a chance to start this year because of fan voting, because Kyler Jenner, whatever her, her name is, Kylie, Kylie Jenner, <laughs> tweeted out. To her fans, which is Shit. millions and millions of followers, yeah. vote Devin Booker for NBA All Star. <laughs> okay. I don't think it'll happen, but if it were to happen any year, it'd <laughs> be of that. yes. Devin Booker is fifth right now in guard voting for the okay. West. That's good. Probably won't happen, but the fact that Clay Thompson, who has played what three games, yeah, so he'll jump Clay. Have you guys heard the stat about Clay? He's made more money in his two years that he didn't play than he did in the years that he was playing. It doesn't surprise me because of his contract. Yeah, basically because of his contract. But that's still really funny. They're like, yeah, he made more money in that time period that he wasn't playing. Uh, if you're interested, LeBron is number one in front court. Jokic, yeah, it's gonna take a while for you. It's gonna. How much longer is LeBron gonna be number one? It's for the rest. LeBron's of his gonna career, be number probably, one this year for this yeah. career. He's got what four more years? No, I really, I really do think Curry could beat him this you think year. The LA fan base, when it comes down to it, will vote like crazy. I know, I, I know, Golden State has Curry, a good one he too. has more right now. He's got but a, when is he's got, when is voting in? That's he's got a hundred thousand more right now. When is voting? Which is not in? a lot in terms of no, these. When is voting in? Um, two weeks before the All Star game, which is February, halfway through February or something. I don't know so exactly. Got a couple more weeks. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing though is that Demar Derozan is number one in guards in the East right now, and he plays forward. I know, but they're they're listing him in the guards. But he hasn't played a shooting guard all year this year. Yeah, but yeah, it's okay because that way he doesn't have to go up against Joel, Giannis, and Durant. So that was a smart decision by the committee of these people who do this. And uh, Demar deserves to be in the starting lineup this year. He does. He really does. He he deserves to be. I know we're a long way away, but NBA first team. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah, a lot of talk about that going on right now. 
which still plenty. Of I I love. I listen to the Ringer podcast every week. I love Bill Simmons. I Same. listen to his stuff. His I I was appalled by the Luca stuff in this in their pod this week about uh, midway first team all all NBA stuff. I don't really. Yeah, I know that Luke hasn't played that many games this season, but when he has played, he's been better than I he than everyone's giving him credit for. I He'll really end up think. worse second team. At worst, yeah. He's not going to – because, I mean, since he's been back from injury and COVID, he's been killing it. Mm-hmm. And like, in, in a way that, like, it seems macho to me, yeah. the way that he's doing it, about, like, I am better than everyone here. So this actually might be, like, a great thing that's happening here. Well, it could, like – and it's also, like, we're, what, maybe halfway through the season right now? About, yeah. And if Luca does go on a run, run towards the end of the season and is a three or four seed – because of him, then everybody's gonna put him first team. I haven't watched a lot of match games. Is he complaining less? Uh, no, but he runs away when he complains. Uh, he moves <laughs> when he complains. No. That's, that's what I've noticed. <laughs> he goes up for a layup yesterday, and like as he's running back, he'll say something Good. that it, <laughs> like that gets fainter as he runs away. <laughs> I like to think that someone, like some media person, is like, if you just run, if you just like don't stand there and stare at them, yeah, it's not that bad. Just say whatever you want as you're running away. It's fine. As you're running back down the court, it's fine. I'm sure, Jason Kidd likes that more. Uh, yeah. Big props to kid this year. Big props to kid. It's 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 working out so far. It can turn at any given point. I well, feel like, a, but a lot of people were like at the beginning of the season were complaining because math fans are actually the worst, and everyone's complaining that Jason Kidd sucks. And I'm like, okay, all these players are learning a new system. You can't learn a new system like that in one off season. Yeah, like it's hard to learn a new system. It takes time during the season to learn the new system. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I definitely complained about the Mavs earlier in the year, but like it does seem like they are buying into kid system and mm-hmm. it has been working out. There was one podcast I came in here. It was like we've been a little too hard on the Mavs. Like we should probably say something positive about them this time. I don't think we right. did. Oh, I definitely I remember this moment. <laughs> did you talk positive about them? Yeah. Oh, good for you. At one point. They scored points. At one point. It was at the beginning of the season. We were like, this team just like is like, we couldn't beat a good team at the beginning of the season. Okay. We were only beating the bad teams. And I was like, we're beating the bad teams, though. And that's all that we kind of need to do right now while we're kind of figuring stuff out that here. That was San Antonio's formula for a decade. You beat all the teams below 500, and you sometimes win the, the I guess, the winning teams. And there you go. Mm-hmm. Top five seed. Hey. I'm here for it. Whatever it takes to win. Beat the bad teams, that's how you get in. What was it, the all-star thing with the Lakers that you were talking about? They'd have, like, Anthony Davis is up there and LeBron. And it's like, girls team sucks. Yeah, so. Anthony Davis has 1.3 million. LeBron has 4.3. Westbrook's got half a million right now. Yeah, Westbrook. Who probably will not make it. I don't think so. He I don't think coaches are going to vote him in. He's no. played terrible this year. The other one that might not make it is uh, Dame. He shouldn't. Dame, oh, that's the other thing right now is that Dame probably might be, be out for the rest of the season. He's got abdominal abdominal surgery. Abdominal. It's one of those things where like they're gonna keep up, they're gonna keep checking on it and reevaluating it, and it seems like one of those things where like every reevaluation is like he could probably sit out a few more games, and then they're gonna tank. Rumor is yeah. they're gonna trade CJ McCollum, keep Dame. Tank this year and then go next year. I think that's smart. I think yeah. it's smart to like get your, to draft some rookies even when, even when you because you have a centerpiece. It's I think drafting's easier when you have a centerpiece to work with. Yeah, 
But the only thing is... You have some sort of identity. Dame is getting up there in age. So they only have a couple years left. Yeah, I know. And he was battling. He was probably had this in- injury out out in uh, the Olympics this year, too. I mean, he was struggling out there. It's part of the reason I took him in the loser's draft. Because he didn't look great. Also, shout out to James Harden, who's like starting to do better now. <laughs> I just want to say that I've never been a guy. I don't, I've never said James Harden is overrated. I've said I don't like watching James Harden play, but I've never. I don't think I've ever said James Harden is overrated because I don't believe it. Because James Harden is one of those guys to where I feel every time he shoots it, I, I think it's going to go in. Yeah, I think it's because we see him doing the math so much. It is just infuriating to watch sometimes too. Uh, by the way, sp- and speaking of Lakers, Carmelo Anthony is seventh in front in front court voting for. Oh, All-Star. sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about putting yeah five of them into the, the talk. I can't believe Malik Monk and uh, Taylor Horn Tucker are on here. On yeah. here. If Taylor Horn Tucker had who's there? Who's that white rookie kid they have? Austin Reeves. Is that his name? That sounds about sounds, right. Yeah, the kid they hit the game winner against us that we don't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Is that an ongoing top ten still going on of the game winners? He didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to update that list that list this week, but I, I it crossed my mind when I made it last week. We talk about the it. Kings one didn't make it either. <laughs> I hope Kyrie makes it because <laughs> that would be fun. You hope Kyrie makes it? Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Why not? Be interesting. Where is it? Uh, Cleveland. Oh, they, I'm sure they don't have vaccine stuff, so he should be fine. I don't think Cleveland's getting an All Star into the game this year. I just don't know who it would be. Now that I'm thinking about Do it, they have any. Bu- Jared yeah. Allen is top in voting right now. He's like sixth in Eastern front courts. Yeah, and then Darius Garland is ninth. In I don't. Guards. It'll be a st- it'll be hard for him, but I don't think he could probably get in over guys like Beal and Lowry and stuff like that. Yeah. He's got a shot, actually. Now that I think about it, over some of these guards who are just like having who aren't having like what the are they right seasons. now in the standings? Uh, like top, they're top five. I think the coaches will try to get somebody. They're in. top five. Or Jalen? Are are we sure? Tate? I know Tatum's probably gonna make. It. Is Brown gonna make it? No, I don't think he will. They are six in the East. But barely, yeah, no, maybe. barely behind Philly. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, I think we're probably a year away from somebody from Cleveland getting in the All Star game. Yeah, I would be. I'd be pumped for my guy Jared Allen to get in though. He could be like maybe if like somebody gets injured or something like that. Who other centers are there in the East other than Joel? You need a backup center. Like, um, you know, Vooch isn't making it. Really? I mean, he's second for straight-up centers. He's second in the East. Because mm-hmm. it, it goes Embiid, Jared Allen, Oh, Bam. was Vooch on there? No. Oh, no, you're talking about Jared. I thought you were saying uh, Vooch was was up there. I was like, Jay, there's no way Vooch was on oh, there. Oh, no, yeah. Embiid is first for voting. Bam has played half the season he's on there right now. And then well, Marcus Aldridge is on this list at number 10. Who's uh, Who's your feel-good like would make you the most happiest to make an All Star team for the first time this year? I want to say Lamelo, but I'm not going to say him because he's got he'll make it eventually. Mm-hmm. I would love it if he made it. Um, let me see. I don't know. 
Edwards is a stretch right now also. I think it, it's just... It's, that it's, him with all the, the media at All-Star would be great. Right, it would be, but the thing is, like... I, th- I mean, Edwards, it's something that he made top 10 in guards in the West, because the guards West is, like, really stacked. Yeah. So and he's ten, he made 10th, like, below, you know, Dame and Donovan Mitchell. Honestly, Donovan Mitchell's freaking 8th. It would probably be so, Jared Allen, uh, because LaMilla Ball and Anthony Edwards, they're, it's only their second year. They're going to make it. So it's like, they don't... If they don't make it this year, I won't be super bummed. But I do think LaMelo will make it this year. He should. Uh, where Where is uh, Charlotte at? Charlotte. Is Charlotte even in the playoffs right now? They are seventh. Dude, uh, that was the other game that I finished last night was watching uh, Charlotte uh, Magic last night. Where Charlotte came out and Lamelo, if you guys saw Lamelo's play last night, where I he saw, the yeah, yeah, they were they were playing with the Magic yesterday, uh, last night, and then the Magic won in the end. <laughs> really, I didn't know. That. Like they just they just kind of smoked him in the end. Huh. Hornets are seven and three in the last ten games, though. Coming around, was it the Magic? Yeah, Magic won one sixteen one hundred nine okay. last night. You can't sleep on the Magic. They got you can. Yeah, we're yeah. You can sleep on them. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to a guaranteed win. Mavs win tonight. I'm already guaranteeing Mavs win this tonight. Yeah. What? No, because I just I don't I don't need the the Mavs to lose at this point now. Like the Mavericks are gonna win. It's gonna be great. It's like all right, but something could go wrong. Like some guy. Oh, you're saying that it would be bad for you if the Mavs win? Why? Because I'm gonna be in a bad mood. Yeah, because I don't want you to be in a bad mood. You as a good mood is always so great. I if Franz Wagner has a good game and I'm like, that's rookie of the year right there, I'll be like, <laughs> I saw rookie of the year. Yeah. All right, let's answer some questions right now. The spread is 11, so the Mavericks 11 point favorites. Who covers the spread? Uh, I go Magic. I, I go Maverick. Mavericks. So Mavericks won by more than eleven. Yeah, they're both coming off of back-to-back wins. The Magic are trash, and they won last night. They're not. They're a trash teams don't win two games in a row. The, that's fair. The over/under is two hundred ten and a half. Is it going to go over, over the total amount of points or under? Over. Over. There's no defense over. tonight. The Mavericks will. They'll. They'll kick the crap out of them, and they'll let the Magic score over a hundred. In. Garbage time. Let's see what happens. <laughs> also, Porzingis is coming back tonight. That's the other thing. But that's the other thing about it, because like the Mavericks have this weird thing of habit this year of like, all right, Porzingis is back. Luca, take a seat. And like, Luca's back. Porzingis, you can go rest now. Oh. Hey guys, Porzingis has COVID. Let's go. He's gonna rest. Luca, you're up. Yeah. I guess that's the good thing about it is that Porzingis is. Am I right? Porzingis has been out because of COVID, right? Uh-huh. Not. Yeah. Yeah. So, not an injury thing. Which is new. Still out, of course, because it's Porzingis. He's, dude, I'm telling you, Porzingis' is best year for the Mavericks is this year, by he, far. He's had some really good games for him. I was, yeah, that was the other thing I was so bummed with that Lakers game where that kid hit the game winner. Because, like, Porzingis just had, like, a really good game. Yeah. And it only went bad because Porzingis and Kaliber went for a rebound at the same time. Is that because he's finally getting, like, healthier and stuff like that, or is it because of the kid, the kid factor? His shot is just so good. I feel like right kids now. using him the right way. Mm hmm. Like, I just trust his shot so much now. Yeah. And, like, his defense has just, like, gotten a little bit better. He's just, like, in the right place mm. and just kidding his arms up. Like, what was that thing that Anthony Edwards was saying about him? That he is, like, one of the hardest people defensively mm. at, like, at the rim. Like, he said I that. I mean, he was with his... the Knicks. Like, part of his thing was how good he was on defense. Yeah. I mean, being that young, 7'3", with those hands, like, the, like those arms, like, you can't. Like that's a problem. Like, you have yep. to get around it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just nice that I guess it gets back into. He's able to like keep up, keep a nice step. For sure. So we'll see. 
But he's played really well this year. Uh, anything else that we want to say right now? I'm trying to think of some random... Th- I'm just like random thoughts you have right now. Draymond Green being out for the Warriors is more problematic than people realize. Did you hear about what happened with him on Clay's return? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he got hurt in warm-ups or something. Or something like that. Like, he was not going to play in that game. But and, he had to be in the starting lineup. But, like, want, I think he wanted he to be wanted in the to roll be, call. Yeah. And so word Kate got out right before tip-off. That Draymond was going to foul immediately and set the whole game, and so people who bet bet every single under for Draymond Greens and like would parlay them mm-hmm. together and just throw so like ridiculous yeah. amount of money on all of Draymond Greens unders that game. So I don't know if it actually got paid out, but it, there was yeah. like the word got out like probably like 15 minutes before tip off and. Everybody if you think about it, this is how NBA players should uh, help out their families <laughs> who ask for money. Yes. It's like, hey, heads up, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm going to do tonight. Just bet all this, and you'll be good. You'll be all right. You think? I wonder if some of them have done that. I wonder if that it's probably happened somewhere. Maybe to your boys, they made a movie about it. But you can get in trouble if you got caught doing that. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Just don't wear a shirt that says I'm Draymond's cousin. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, what we got next? Uh, I don't really have anything else other than we have the Portland Trailblazers draft today. Let's do it. All right, the Portland Trailblazers have been around since uh, one of the one of our earliest NBA franchises. Have they always been in Portland? Uh, yeah, I believe oh, wow. so. I always thought Oregon is one of those new states that people only started moving into like 50 years ago. <laughs> Never been there, but I heard it's awesome to go there. Yeah. Would love to go there. I don't know. I'm kind of judging cities now by their fans. Portland fans are kind of crazy. Well, that's all I have. They don't have baseball. That's true. It is the teams teams with nothing. Again, they have nothing but basketball. (laughs) Uh, 52 seasons. Eh, Not there since the beginning. Uh, Came out in the 1970. Uh, 52 seasons uh, with a win-loss ratio of 54%. Really, really good. good. 37 playoff appearances in the time. Really, That's yeah. really good. Really impressive. One championship. Wow. I didn't know they had that. Mm-hmm. I didn't that? until I looked it up. Uh, they won. <laughs> they won their first time they ever made the playoffs. They came out in 1970, and then in 1976, they finally made the playoffs, and then they won the finals, and then they've never won again. That's really remarkable. Mm-hmm. Do you know who? Do you can you even tell me who's the star? No, no idea. You really don't know. Uh, uh, Walton. It's but yeah, it's Bill yeah, Walton. Okay. It was Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Back when you could draft somebody and then just have them be the best player in the, on in the league. <laughs> this is before Bird and Magic. Yeah. So, Bill Walton came out and came into the league. And I think I, I'm th- he got hurt. Is early, this his first? Yeah. Well, he got hurt early in his career, but I think this is like his first Her, year. Did a lot of drugs. Crazy Bill Walton. Which is kind of a nut, yeah. It still is. He is. I saw him eat a, live, a candle that was on fire. Yep, I did too. He didn't blow it out first either. Maybe his breath did when it finally got in his mouth, but that candle was lit in his mouth. Yeah. So. Um, Colin, with the first pick in this draft, yes. we are going to be drafting nine players each and one coach, uh, and then you're going to be adding a year with the player so that we know... Uh, how good they were at the time. This is going to be a draft for, like, if these t- teams were going to go up against each other, who would win? You're only drafting players from the Portland Trailblazers franchise. 
and cannot draft anybody from the current year. <laughs> yeah, nobody from the current year. But I, like, yeah, every once a cup, most of these teams haven't really been. Chicago an issue is the only that. one. Chicago was the issue because Chicago was an issue because yeah. I yeah we you wanted to show Demar some more some more love. Yep. So, the first pick, the Portland Dame Dollar. Well, what's your team name? <laughs> Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar. All right, we'll be cupcakes. <laughs> well, with no surprise, are going to draft Damian Lillard, my favorite player. Uh, yeah, he's still my favorite player. Going 2019, 2020. Wait, your favorite player what? Of like... Right now. Right now, okay. Yeah. Him and Luka, it's like 1A, 1B. Yeah. They're, they're equally. Uh, but he's averaged, averaged 30 a game this year. And eight assists, and one of the most clutch players in current today's NBA. Which year is this? Uh, 2019-2020. Yeah, he's averaging 30 points this Mm -hmm. year, which is the most he's actually ever Mm -hmm. averaged. Yeah, shooting 46% from the field. So, Uh, Let me get Dame Dollar right here, even though he's not a true point guard. Crazy. Uh, I was looking. uh, I'm going to be – yeah, we'll get into the Clyde – uh, Dame stuff right now because I'm gonna, of course I'm gonna be taking Clyde Drexler yep. who for probably maybe two years ago it's like still not for sure you take Dame first right here I agree I think Dame's <clears throat> the greatest player Portland's ever had yes uh, but Clyde still has a really good argument he's still all time Portland Trailblazers and scoring and he has played a season and a half more than Dame has at this time okay. with those Portland and Dame is I believe I looked at this he's 500 points below. Drexler okay. right now, so, so he can yeah he can easily catch him. He probably could catch him this year if yeah. he was going to play. If he if he, if he was healthy this year, he probably would have caught him mm-hmm. this year. One hundred percent for sure. But uh, yeah, no brainer. Clyde Drexler uh, made it to he took this team to the conference finals twice and the NBA finals uh, two times. Once against the uh, Chicago Bulls and once against the uh, LA Lakers. Yeah, and. I mean, like he like credibility to him, like that's uh, you know not gonna not easy to do. You know, problem with Clyde Drexler is like historically, like I've just you know some players have said things that like make me not think of him as like that great as he was. Uh, one of them being Last Dance and <laughs> Last Dance. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're going over the 1992 finals and Jordan's like, look, Clyde was a threat. I'm not saying he wasn't a threat. But I was going to kill Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. at that time, there was no comparison. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. All right, Jordan. And then, like, uh, when we went, we went over this, the 2010 uh, TNT NBA All-Star Draft, mm-hmm. and it's probably one of the funniest moments in the draft where someone gets drafted. Uh, Kenny Smith drafts uh, Clyde. He, he, he emphasized it. He goes, Clyde, the Clyde Drexler. And Reggie Miller immediately, oh, you're done. <laughs> so, it's like, your team's trash. It's like, so bad. And that's like, that's, it's so bad because like, that's like ruined my, the perception of Clyde Drexler for me in yeah. NBA history. It's like, says, what was wrong with Clyde? Reggie says that, and I think Chris Weber goes, I want to play Kenny's team first. Yes. And, <laughs> or he's like, we all want to play Kenny's team yeah. first. I was like, dang. And Chris Weber's team was just like, poor okay. Clyde. Yeah. yeah. So Clyde Drexler won a freaking champ, did win a championship. He had to go to another team for help, but he still was a was the second guy on a yeah. championship yeah. team. He didn't sign up for that. Also, his also go look at Clyde Drexler's box uh, box score for his career. They're stupid numbers, and he was easily like the second greatest shooting guard of all time uh, at that time yeah. at Jordan. And then he'll be probably be surpassed here a bunch with that. Yeah, years. during this era, for sure, upcoming years. I don't know if I put Harden ahead of him at this point, but uh, it's a debate. I would. Neither one can play defense. Well, Harden can score more. Harden can probably score better than 
Yeah. Drexler. All right. Yeah, Clyde Drexler right here. All I like right. it. Now I'm curious. Um, so with this year, I am going to go with the big man, and I'm going with Bill Walton right here. Mm. Going 76, 77, average 18.6 a game, 14.4 rebounds, Jesus. and 3.2 blocks per game, and shooting over 50% from the field. So I'm okay with getting Bill Walton right here, get a big man that's dominant down low, and a man who loves to just chunk it up from the half-court line. Never watched Bill Walton play, but he's crazy. <laughs> so I think this is a good one-two mm-hmm. combo right here. Yeah, it's a nice running mate to go with Dane. He, he's a better, uh, what's his name, for Portland right now? Uh, Your Yeah. What's his assist? Is he good Ooh. at passing? I wonder if Nurkic is going to show mm. up. <laughs> like four assists a game. Yeah, okay, that's not terrible. Yeah. He's got some vision. And a steal a game. So. Very nice, yeah. That's respectable. Yeah. Uh, Woody, how many Hall of Famers do you think Portland's had in their Ooh, that's a good franchise question. so far? Like five. I'm gonna guess pretty three. close. It's six. Okay. okay. That's actually a pretty surprisingly six is actually a pretty big number for some for for most franchises. Really? Some franchises, have, I think Grizzlies don't have any. They like we, will. They will. But like at the, like when yeah. we looked at it, I was like they don't have it. Like, yeah, that one Grizzlies had none, and I don't, I don't think Charlotte. Charlotte might have had three. Okay. Might have had like three or like lower, and one of them is like Lonzo Mourning, and then the other ones are like those guys. Like we're that. just there. We're there for a yeah. for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. My next pick. I'm gonna be taking. I got to be real about this. This guy was this when I don't think I've loved anybody more in Portland at this time. Rooting for him, and it's not the guy you think of. The, that you Marcus think I'm Aldridge. talking about. It's LaMarcus Aldridge. I know. I loved LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, you did. And I I honestly do think that he's the next best player available here. Yeah. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who is like the, was supposed to be like the clone baby of Dirk and Duncan combined for like a guy with like great low post moves, but also could fade back and mm-hmm. shoot it. Uh, and that he bases what he's doing that in Brooklyn right now. That's all he yeah. can do, but that's why he's still in the league right yeah. now. Because that's because he developed these shots that he can just stroke it. I, I, I watched some Brooklyn game this year where it's like, oh, they're going to Aldridge at the end of this game. This is really cra- yeah. this is really crazy actually. Loki, and he, and he did it. Loki, uh, I was hoping that I could sneak him in on this pick right here. I was I was I didn't think I was going to get him to be honest. I thought you were going to take him with the next one. Yeah. Uh, but I love Lamarcus. I think Lamarcus Aldridge. I've probably said this before. I think Lamarcus Aldridge ruined his career going to San Antonio. Yes, because he goes there. Tim Duncan leaves. Kawhi then leaves later. They become a crappy team, and then he wastes most of his prime years in San Antonio, where no one cares yep. unless you're good. Right. Like no one's paying attention to him out there, you and know, so he kind of was just kind of forgotten now. Some of my love of the Lillard is because of you, because you love Lamarcus Aldridge when we were living with each other, mm-hmm. and you're and so. We would kind of watch the Portland games. And it might be, it might be why I don't care. I don't like love Dame as much as like yeah. I probably should. I like Dame, but right. like I don't like like my dad. Like my dad is like Dame's like one of my favorite guys. And it's like yeah, like I just can't do it. And it's because I was an Aldridge guy. Like he made Aldridge go to the Spurs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's, that's all. It's well, Lillard. It's been very talked. It's been very talked about. It's this is Lamarcus Aldridge was got a little uh, petty. Yeah. Got a little petty. But when he saw like billboards up for like yeah. Lillard and stuff like that, I do when remember he was he was the best player when he left. I do remember when 2014 that, Lamarcus Aldridge, by the way. Okay, when that happened, Damon's like flew out to where Lamarcus Aldridge was, and he was just like, Damon's like, I'm gonna do everything I can to get him to stay. And then the next day, he there, said he's going to San Antonio. The Portland <laughs> franchise is so much better if he stays. Yeah. Throughout these yeah. last couple of years, it's no question for sure. Because he like. 
Like, no one knows this, but he had good years in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, like, he, really he did, did well out there, but they yeah. just sucked. He's just an unbelievably smart basketball player, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting a really smart guy Gosh. who knows exactly what he can do and what the team can should do. Should have come to the map. That would have been insane. We, sh- we try to get him. He should have done it. He's going to go play with Popovich. But yeah, I mean, at the time, I'm gonna rekindle my. I'll rekindle my love for him right here because this, at, like, I never rooted for anyone more than Lamarcus when and while watching a Portland game. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I am gonna take him right here. I am gonna take Brandon Roy, uh, 08, 09, where he's having 22 a game, and this is one of the scariest guys in the playoffs in the Mavericks run, where he was the sole reason. Why they came back? Was it game? I can't remember here. Was it game three or game four? Game four. Okay, that's what I thought. We're up twenty points in the fourth quarter, and he is pretty much the only reason why they came back and won that game against us. Uh, let me see. On his last knee, he wins. He wins this this big playoff game for them. Yes. that they don't win again uh, after that. But still, it was the most frustrating moment for the Mavs championship run for sure. That is, yeah. What'd you ask, Woody? And this year, does he have a? How many knees does he have this year? Then I, I, I just said he was on his last knee. <laughs> well, I didn't know. He said oh eight oh nine, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know if he still had like one and a half. Oh no, he's, he's like no, he's doing great at this point. This is his career year, like in almost pretty much every single category. The funny thing about him is that like I love Yao Ming, and I think Yao Ming was great. But like when you watch and you look up t- greatest plays of Yao Ming, do you know what his number one play typically is? Getting dunked on by Nate Robinson. No, it is. It's this <laughs> game. It's this last second shot that he hits in a, in the game. And it's a nice turnaround jump shot that he makes and he hits it. But it's the shot that happens right before Brandon Roy hits one of the greatest long range three point shit. Oh really? Buzzer beaters of all time. You, like you, the one I'm talking about. Do you know the one I'm talking? I'm sure about? if I saw where it, he I... runs the court and just like chucks it in the three. It's it's an amazing shot, yeah. and had one of the greatest like uh, port like stadium reaction mm-hmm. shots ever. Hmm. But like Yao's best play is the play that happens before this amazing moment. It's yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, my turn. Yep. Okay. Uh, time to take another guy that I love dearly, and this is finally making up for me not getting him in the Memphis draft and me forgetting about him in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he played in New York. I'm sorry. He would have been. Yeah, he scored average twenty points. In New York. I'm taking Zach Randolph right here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. 2007 Zach Randolph, who was part of the Jailblazers and mm-hmm. was a young guy in the Jailblazers. Uh, he is averaging, let's see, we're taking 2007 uh, Zach Randolph, where he's averaging 23 and 10 this yep. season. Uh, big old boy who could just roll to the rim and then get, the, uh, get his mid range. Also a good mid range jumper out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't really work out too well for him out there, Portland. Uh, that was a fun year. It was a it was a very fun year. Well, that was was that the year where the Mavericks were up three zero against them and they almost came back and won the series. Uh, could be. I think it was right around that time. Might have been like a couple years. Could be honestly uh, pre two thousand five. I don't really remember playoff runs. Really. Yeah, it was definitely before that. Yeah, Zach Randolph was one of your favorite players. Still, still is like in and the he, league. Yeah, but now now one of my favorite retired players. Yeah. Almost, almost got him for the Mavericks for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't bummed when he said no. <laughs> when he was like, "I'm not showing up," I don't think I don't think we asked him to. Yeah. But. Well, I'm gonna piggyback on your pick and get someone else from the Jailblazers. And uh, the ball definitely does not lie with this man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Rasheed Wallace, 2001, 2002, where he's averaging 19.8 a game. I think this is his best year for Portland. Uh, so got him and Bill Walton, and I need somebody. 
that is a dog like Zach Randolph has down low. So give me Rasheed Wallace. Zach Randolph versus Rasheed Wallace is <laughs> a, so a pay per view. <laughs> yeah, thing that'd be that'll be fun. Are they boys? You know, no idea. Honestly, it'd make it better. If I've, they nev- were, if they I've never heard yeah. Zach Randolph. Uh, they never talk about each talk. other. Yeah. When we get those two fighting, you got Bill Walton being a ring girl in the back. It'll be great. Yeah. And you got Dame just chunking up threes. <laughs> uh, all right. Right here, I'm going to be taking uh, CJ McCollum. 2017 CJ McCollum, uh, who I've always just kind of thought who has been, like, what, the number one trade rumor guy of all time? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's up there, that's for sure. And it's because it's like weird that him and C, that him and Dane play together. It, it just is. is. It just odd, is. It's yeah. been weird for this whole time. You know what would have been better? Having LaMarcus Aldridge on the stand. <laughs> it would have been fine. They should have, They let's be honest, they should have traded Dane, uh, CJ for a long time ago. The thing that you keep CJ for is that CJ comes through in big moments, and he really does. Uh, I remember the moment that I was saying, I'm done, like, saying CJ McCollum's overrated or something. CJ McCollum's good. And it's when he was in the playoffs against Denver before Denver became like eclipsed themselves to being like the better playoff team. They were playing against them in the conference, semi-conference finals. And Jamal Murray gets a breakaway and CJ is the one to chase him down and block it in, hmm. in the playoff game. Uh, and it's a it's a niche playoff series that so no one ever talks about, but that was a really in- a really cool moment for me to see. Also hit like clutch shots and like, what was it that the first ever playing tournament game against the Grizzlies? It's CJ. Like it, that's the cool thing about Dame is that he will let CJ close games if he's CJ's hot. Mm-hmm. So also funny too. He's really funny. I've heard him in some interviews and wants to be a podcaster. He'd be good at it. Okay. All right. Eight picks in. I have no idea. And at this point, I'm less interested. <laughs> to yeah. be quite honest with you. Stop recalling right here. He's going to shock the world. Yeah, shock the world. <laughs> uh, Sam Bowie. Yes. So I this guy... look him up, actually. <laughs> I did look it up. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Oh, yeah, it's not. He got hurt. Yeah. Um. This guy, I didn't, I didn't really watch him play, but I he has a lot of versatility on what position he can play and actually has some decent years for Portland. And so I'm going to go with Clifford Robinson right here. Okay. Um, I'm going with 93-94, which is his only all-star appearance. Appearance averaged 20 a game, uh, six rebounds, two assists, and then over a block and a steal per game. He's 6'10 and plays small forward, power forward, and center. So got a little versatility right there. Hmm. Yeah. And he seems like – I feel like if you average a block and a steal a game, you're pretty good defensive. Oh, he was a six-man of the year one year, but not this year. Two-time – yeah, two-time all defense. That's good. Yeah, I had him written down. That's pretty good stuff. All right, I don't think Clyde, I don't think I can get it to where Clyde's going to be shooting guard in this, which it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, we're going to take Terry Porter right here. Yeah, Terry Porter has a very interesting uh, basketball reference picture. Uh, he he look it's like Bobby Portis level crazy looking. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, it's it's interesting. He looks his his photo makes me think that he's six seven though. Or like six eight something. He looks like because I think it's because his head is long. <laughs> his head is very long. Yeah, uh, but he has good numbers and he made some all star teams for this uh, uh, Portland team. Uh, it was also like on the teams that like made them got them to the conference to the finals in the conference finals multiple mm. years. So uh, no slouch there, Terry Porter. I like it. Hmm. Bah, bah, 
Okay. Man, there's just nothing super sexy right here. No, we're yeah. This is yeah. We're in a weird spot we're in now. A trash spot. Yeah, like, I don't, like, I'm not going to be shocked from Nurk. I'm going to be shocked from Nurk. I was going to say, Nurk is just still there. You've got it. You, there's bound to be a Plumley. You take a Plumley. I forgot about Plumley. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot about the Wesley Matthews, Nick Batum thing. Yeah. I can't imagine their numbers are that good. But that was my favorite. Can't you take a That was my favorite Portland team was Jokic? the Dame, Matthews, Batum, Aldridge, yeah, that was Robin fun. Lopez. Mm-hmm. That was the funnest Portland ever was. Um, so I'm going to go with... Potentially my sixth man. He's going to be coming off the bench. Uh, get another guard. I'm getting Jim Paxson right here. Oh, dang. I didn't think you'd find him interesting, but I did. I did too. Going 83-84. He made all NBA this year. Um, average over 21 a also, game. Also, brother of John Paxton, the guy who hit the shot on the Bulls. Okay, that's what I was <laughs> oh, like. Okay. Yeah. I was like, two white guys in the NBA. Paxton. Last I mean, you can check. You know you can check on a basketball reference. They have it up in the bios if they have a – a, oh, a sibling or a family member. To be honest, I don't really look on. I noticed that recently, but like when I when I saw Paxton, I was like, "Is it John Paxton's brother?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, it is. This guy has better numbers than John Paxton, yeah. but he's never talked about. It. <laughs> <laughs> he was never on any good team. Oh, that one sucks so bad. I know. That fan was like, "I'm the better basketball player." Plus, like, um, sorry, people know who I am. I can't hear you over the clinking of my rings. <laughs> yeah, he's just clinking his rings the whole time. They're having a conversation. Oh, that's great. I like so I like Jim Paxton. I didn't like him because his, th- I, but the one thing I didn't like his three point numbers are crap. Yeah. And then I played with him in basketball in NBA Two K, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot your three pointers suck. I picked you as a white guy who could shoot. <laughs> I remember picking that when I was so making the do? team. When I was making the team, he got some steals. Yeah, okay. he was pretty aggressive. He's actually a lot bigger than you think uh, he's so going to be. Scrap. Yeah, he's scrappy. He's scrappy. Uh, let's take uh, one of the greatest European basketball players of all time. Let's take Afridis Sabonis. Yeah. He's. How many years did he play for Portland? Like, or in the NBA? Wasn't like four years. He was drafted. Uh, he was drafted one year, and then six years later, he came to the NBA. Okay. This is, I'm assuming, Sabonis' dad. Yes. Yes. Uh, Hall of Famer. Yep. But seriously. Yep. Yes. International play. International play. It's a big deal. Okay. It gets you like who did? Uh, who was the guy last week that we drafted? Uh, Oh the Europe, shoot! Uh, the guy that smells. Who was it? <laughs> was it for with Brooklyn? For Brooklyn, yeah. Oh, he played four seasons in the NBA. and You made the Hall of Fame. Karolinko? No. <laughs> Here, I I can I'll pull it up. Oh, uh, Drazen. Drazen Pek- yeah. Petrovic. Okay. Reggie Miller said was the greatest shooter of all time. Okay. He played four seasons in the NBA. Scored twenty-two points, the best. Uh, Alvarez Sabonis was drafted in uh, 1986 in what, what was this? What his first round 24th pick, and then he came to the NBA in 1995. Uh, so 86 to 95, nine years later. Nine years. Yeah. And then he played for until 2001, got hurt, and then came back to play a full season for 15 minutes a game, and then 2003 probably got paid for that last season. I bet. In Portland, only play for Portland. Uh, his best season is going to be 1998, where he played uh, 73 games that season and averaged 16 and 10. So, okay. also a big old boy. Uh, I will trust him to take out Bill Walton. So, yeah. I bet he's a nice guy. He looks he looks like he looks like a mobster, but I bet he's he a, does look like a mobster. I bet he's a sweetheart. <laughs> a part of me is like, this is a gentle giant right here. Um, <laughs> I bet he, I bet he's great. Also, yeah. So, yeah, also like we said, father of uh, Demontis Sabonis. Yeah. 
I was going to scoop him up right here, potentially. Um, but I mean, he's definitely the best big available left. Yeah. I'm going to go with another big who's not afraid of anybody, and I'm going to go with Nurkic right here. Oh, I completely forgot about it, so you said he's not afraid of it. The story about his dad. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? What, what? His, Yusuf Nurkic. His father is like a 300-pound-plus Russian cop who wants Wait, to Wait, how big? 300 pound plus Russian cop who beat up 15 men in a bar <laughs> one time. <laughs> and then a sporting agent was like, do you have a son? <laughs> and that's how they found out. That's how they discovered Yusuf Nurkic. That's the, that's the legend of Yusuf Nurkic. I hope that's true. <laughs> that's so fantastic. Where like a, no, that's that, that's literally the story. Because that an agent saw a man beat up like 15 guys and was like, do you have a son? That's funny. Uh, I wanted to go 1920, but I only played eight games that year. Um, yeah, I was about to say. I typically try to get a full season so you yeah, have an idea yeah. what they're like. So I went the year before. We was averaging 15.6 a game, 10, over 10 boards, and one, pretty much one and a half blocks per game in a steal. So coming off the bench and just we'll throw some bodies down. No, there. no internet. Where did my internet go? You dick. Okay. Well, not going to be able to look at the stats right now. But I'm going to take, uh, I guess, one of the remaining Hall of Famers on here. I'm taking Scottie Pippen right here. Yeah. Uh, came came out to after I guess this was after Houston came out to Portland to try to get one more ring. Yep. Get more. If he would have gotten, he would have gotten one more ring. Jordan. That was probably his driving goal for life. Oh yeah. Basically, was just yeah. to get one more. Would have been something. Would have been something for the. Would have been for, interesting. That's for yeah. sure. But uh, Scotty uh, came to the. I, I don't think they're the Jailblazers at this time, but he was on one of the teams that lost to Shaq and Kobe in the conference final in the conference yeah. finals. Yep. And Shaq did pretty well for them. Yeah. And Shaq uses it against them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He averaged, I believe he averaged uh, 16 points a game this season. That's shabby. Seven. Two more players to go. That's a lot. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So there's guys on here I've never heard of, but their stats are insane. That's what take Get a glue guy. Get a glue guy? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say the glue guy for last because I, I know I can get this guy with the last pick. Are you sure? Yes. If it's Cantor, yes, you can have him. It is Cantor. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone needs an offensive center. All right, so now you just need a bucket. Jeez, I don't... Cantor, the greatest player that Portland and the Celtics share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every year it's like back and forth on like who he goes to. I... I at, I swear it's been at least two years where he's gone. He back just likes living on the. Coast. Oh, I can't even find him anymore. Oh, there. Okay, it's just the last name. I thought his first name had changed too. Stupid. Right. I'm gonna go with Clay Thompson's father. Interesting. Give me Michael Thomas. Averaged 2011 for a season, um, and pretty much two blocks a game. So I'll take him right here. Uh, 2019. Ennis Cantor was in New York, and then halfway he goes to Portland, then Boston, then Portland, then Boston. So that is factual. Yeah, no, he'll go to Portland next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to know other teams, before that he was on New York, Oklahoma, Utah. Yeah, he's like, fuck this, I need a coast. Yeah. <laughs> Screw these landlocked states. Yeah, he loves them. Until Billy Donovan ruined his career by saying, we can't play Cantor on loud mic on to where everyone heard it. And then Cantor <laughs> was pretty much done for his whole entire career. Uh, not really, because teams would just throw him out there to get buckets. Cantor can get buckets. Yeah, yes, he can. He can. I'm t- spending too much time talking about Cantor. I'm going to take uh, Steve Smith right here. Okay. Who had the highest in win shares for the season mm-hmm. uh, in 2000. 
Yeah. Uh, where they took the Lakers to seven games. I like it. And uh, Steve Smith, NBA TV analyst. That's the majority of things I know about him. Uh, big trash talker. Uh, didn't really do anything productive in the NBA, though. Yeah. He got buckets, though. He seemed like a... I'm trying to think of a player. To, like a like a low-tier Paul Pierce, maybe. Okay. Like, yeah. You can get buckets, though. Get buckets. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with my coach right here. And... Um, one of my favorite coaches, man, because it came from the Mavs. I'm going with Terry Stotts right here. Was the longest coach, yeah. or actually second longest coach in Portland's history. Um, nine nine seasons, won 720 games, or sorry, one played coach 720 games. But just his time was up in Portland. But I feel like they had a really good run for about three four years, where they were one of the best teams in the West, and everybody was ter- terrified of them. And t- I think Terry Stotts was a big reason behind that. So. Roll with him right here. Dame's guy. Yep. Dame was like, I'll come to your team, but only if we get Terry Scott. Yeah. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, two picks left. One of them has to be a coach. So I, uh, I'm going to take my play here, and then I might as well just do my coach, and you can end your thing? with your player. Um, my final player is going to be Seth Curry. Love it. Uh, Seth Curry, who I just think is a small guard who can fit on any basketball roster. And there's a place for him there, mainly because he, percentage-wise, he's one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Uh, there's, I'm try, I mean, like my computer is going slow right now, so I'm trying to pull up the stats. But uh, the last four seasons, he's over forty percent from three, mm-hmm. and he actually like Portland is not his best year because he's, of course, he's playing with Dame and McCollum. But mm-hmm. after that, he goes off to uh, Dallas who Dallas is like you let's move your three pointers up from three to like six and that ups his three point percentage yeah. from like forty to forty five. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's one of the worst trades in Mavs history of getting rid of Seth Curry. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. Yeah. I like it. But I love Seth Curry. I'll tell you you calling Paul George a bitch in the playoffs was one of my favorite moments <laughs> of this past couple years in yeah. for Mavs playoffs. <laughs> All right, so with my last pick, I... oh, also coach uh, Nate McMillan, sure, yeah, doesn't matter. Defensive co- head coach, I've always liked Nick, Nate yeah. McMillan. Ah, cool. Uh, head coach, I am going to get who I feel like this guy is a cool guy. Uh, Nickname Iron Man, played for the Mavs. I'm going with Wesley Matthews right here. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. In uh, the year I pick is thirteen fourteen, average sixteen and a half a game. And then two and a half steals. Oh, no, sorry, still. And, but yeah, just, I remember this, like, they talked about him, like, he was a really good defender and one of the hardest working guys, like, mm-hmm. like in practice and, like, was always trying to get better. So, yeah, we don't know how, if, how much it could have been better if he hadn't. I mean, we probably wouldn't have gotten him if he didn't have an ACL injury the year before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, I bet you Portland would have tried to keep him. Yeah. But yeah, because that in ACL, you know, it, it's going to change a player. And it definitely did for him, sadly. But yeah. still, like, a really good three-point shooter. And, you know, happy to see him on the Bucks right now. Yeah. Uh, where he is. Even though he was never the same after that, I've always trashed on him and rooted for him at the exact same time. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if you're relying on Wesley Matthews, you're not a good team. But, <laughs> damn it, I love Wesley Matthews because he's a really good dude. I'll never forget going to a Clipper game like with the Mavericks and watching Rick Carlos say, Wesley, just post up Lance Stevenson for the first three possessions. Yeah, right. And he did. And he scored out on every single one of them. I was like, oh, Lance Stevenson is trash. Okay, I get it. I get it now. I was like, why is Lance Stevenson moving around? Oh, because he's garbage. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Just letting Wesley Matthews start you up. It's so bad. Did he get picked in the India in the port? In the... He had to. Yeah, <laughs> Indiana was very scarce. Yes. You're talking about this was scarce. Indiana is like bottom tier, <laughs> like like second half of the draft. It was yeah. bad. Do you have anybody else written down? Uh, I wrote down Norman Powell because I was scrambling for people. Uh, honestly, I, I forgot about Wesley and Batum, and I probably would have written them down. I, yeah, I'm they had a decent number. They had a year where like they were good. Too, so. Let's let's be real. When Batum was in Portland, he was one of the most like wanted guys yeah. for a team. Yeah. Mavericks really wanted everyone him. wanted Batum, mm-hmm. and then of all teams, Charlotte got him. Yeah. And of all teams, Charlotte is just the worst luck <laughs> of all time. I heard Bill Simmons say that. That year, they, they bet hundred million. Dollars. They like saw what his over under was and bet the under every single game mm-hmm. and hit all the time. That's crazy. Uh, Buck Williams, I wrote down who I probably yeah. should have taken. I don't really know who I would have taken over. Yeah, I just ran out of room there. And Norman Powell was the other only other person I wrote. I wrote down. Marcus Camby because he averaged three blocks a game. I forgot about Camby, but was just seven and eleven. It was the second draft in a row, I forgot yeah. about Camby where he was available. So Camby was also on a lot of teams. Yeah. All right, uh, you want to talk about go over your team real quick? Uh, starting lineup will probably eh. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have Terry Porter and McCollum in the uh, in the backcourt. Uh, Clyde will be at the three, and then my front court will be Zach Randolph and Lamarcus Aldridge, which I'm very happy about. A lot of shooting there. Yeah, we won't. Hopefully, we won't be clogging those lanes. <laughs> uh, coming off the bench, Alfredo Sabonis, which I'm very happy with uh, being able to bring off the bench. If Bill Wallen's a little bit too much, room, it's cool. We've got Sabonis out there. There you go. Monster, uh, Steve Smith, who I guess is going to be a glue guy. Hopefully, he's a good glue guy. He's got a, he's got a he's an NBA personality, yeah. <laughs> right? You got to hope that there's something in there. Scotty Pippen, terrible glue guy, <laughs> especially this part. Yeah, I love not having first pick. There's zero pressure. And then <laughs> Seth Curry, great glue guy. Yes, great glue guy. Do you know what? what you know, it's good glue guy is making threes. Yes, making threes is good glue. All right, Portland Dame Dollars, head coach Terry Stotts, and then starting lineup we got Damian Lillard, Brandon Roy, Clifford Robertson, Rasheed Wallace, Bill Walton, and then coming off the bench we got Jim Paxson, uh, Nurkic, Michael Thompson, and Wesley Matthews. I must correct and said John Paxson. <laughs> yeah. I was like John. When I saw it, I was like, okay, make a sure brief say sec- Jim, yeah, a brief second, yeah, brief second. Yeah, our, so was that 28 right so there? So I think we only have two left. Oh, here we go. Here so we go. So it'd be the Lakers and who? The Thunder. Okay. Yeah, Thunder and the Lakers. So, so I guess Thunder, Thunder is next gonna, week. Thunder next week. And we're also drafting from Seattle as well. Yes, that is that will be allowed. Yep. So this will be a fun one. I wanted. I've been wanting this one for a while now. Yeah. It's kind of funny that this was really the last pick because we said that the Lakers were going to be the very, very last. Mm-hmm. So that's their biggest one. Should we hold off on that until winning time comes out? Till what? Winning the HBO oh. Max show? Probably not. That'd be well. Wow, this guy, Jack Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Sigma. He's going to be a. He's going to be a, like I don't know six pick. <laughs> he's a Hall of Famer. You know, when we get to the six pick, it's like all right, I guess this guy because he has good numbers. <laughs> I've never seen him play though. <laughs> that sounds like typical Jack Sigma mm-hmm. pick picking right there. So yeah. This will be very top heavy mm-hmm. pick, and so, and I get to have Durant again, so I'm happy. Yeah, average thirty-two game for a season. 
I mean, his MVP season is one of the greatest MVP, yeah. <laughs> like scoring wise, one of the greatest MVP seasons. Uh, yeah, he's ridiculous. It'll be interesting to see where Harden goes. Yeah, because he it's, definitely it's, flourished. There's after. there's just a difference between Oklahoma Harden and Houston oh, Harden. Yes, yes. Main Harden. Mm-hmm. But it's I think six, his six last year with them was actually pretty good. Even at that, you can have Serge Ibaka. Six man Harden. Steven Adams. I'm probably taking Gary Payton. Yeah, Probably taking Gary Payton just to just to see if you'd go Westbrook Duran again. Oh, gross! <laughs> <laughs> just to see if you do it. I'll take Westbrook in the next pick. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll put Westbrook and Gary Payton together. I think Gary Payton. <laughs> could... Gary Payton will destroy Westbrook. <sighs> no, I don't. I think Westbrook would actually destroy Gary. A young Westbrook would run circles around Gary Payton. <laughs> think so? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, it's obviously a pick between Gary Westbrook Payton and Gary. Trash. Apparently, it was it was scary. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's hard to talk trash when someone's just blowing by you, though. <laughs> I would okay. Yeah, I'll do research this week. I know. I, I'm not. Yeah, it's between Gary Payton. At the top of my head, it's between Gary Payton and Westbrook. You were a big Westbrook fan for a while, though. Why was it? I don't even remember. Oh, it's because of fantasy. That's why. Oh, that's right. Because I won. Because I went twenty-one and zero with that with Russell Westbrook yeah. at the helm. Yeah, he, well, yeah. he was also doing with Durant. With Durant too. It wasn't even that. It wasn't even his like MVP uh, season. He was doing stuff that we had never seen before, and he just he played so hard. He changed the game. Of, Russell Westbrook changed the game of basketball. He was like, hey, guards should just get the rebound so they can just run down the court. Yeah, I'm faster than anybody, and watch how I do. Mm-hmm. So he was man. It was something to see him. The first time run the length of the court and dunk it. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. It's, it's monstrous. If only he learned how to shoot. Yeah. I mean, you could ask him. He, I think he said he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he can shoot. Yeah. So, that'll be fun. This will be a good one. There'll be a lot of good picks at the top and then afterwards, like, oh, this guy. All right. Uh, until next time, guys. Peace. Yeah.